Hey, what's up, crazy world? Welcome to episode two. I got a lot of great feedback on episode one, so I made a few changes, and hopefully that'll be noticeable in the episode today. So, first thing coming up, Tool. I don't know what kind of music you guys listen to, but Tool has got to be my favorite band ever. Hands down, no arguments, don't even try. That being said, the other day they tweeted, they have a new Instagram page under Tool Music, T-O-O-L-M-U-S-I-C. As of Friday, they already had 25.5 thousand followers, so something big is happening over there. There's this really trippy video. Is one, I think they have two posts. One of them's a really trippy video, and it has the date August 30th on it. So hopefully that means something big is about to happen. I'm excited. Hopefully that new album comes out because I'm tired of waiting. Alright, so the other day, John Kim, the angry therapist, he tweeted out, Learn to fail and fail often. Don't be afraid to fail. Lean into it, knowing what's on the other side. And I think the point of the tweet that he's getting at is, you know, don't be afraid of failure because it's not really the end state that we all think it is. And that got me to thinking about, uh, you know, somebody that I admire a lot, Sarah Blakely. For those who don't know, Sarah Blakely's famous because she uh, invented Spanx and developed that product into a billion dollar business. So she's a, a great leader, big entrepreneur. I listened to her tell her story on um, how I built this with Guy Raz. It was a really good episode. She has a cool story. But the biggest takeaway I always had from it was that she always leans into failure. She doesn't mind things not working out because she knows she'll learn from that experience. And she developed that sensibility because when she was growing up, her father would always come home from uh, work or whatever, you know, and he would ask his kids, hey, what did you fail at today? And the point to that question was to let them know it's okay to try something and it not work out. Because his follow-up question was, what did you learn from that? And I think that's how we got to think about it. It doesn't matter if things go the way you want it to or they don't. Your new product launch might not succeed, but guess what? I bet you're better able and more equipped and wiser to the process of launching a product, right? It's kind of the old adage from the, the story of Thomas Edison, right? He didn't fail at making the light bulb. He just found 999 ways not to make a light bulb. And that's kind of how you have to look at it. And I think that's what everybody's getting at is um, being, if, if things don't work out the way that you expect them to, it's all right, get up and try again because you probably learned and you're going to do a better job the second time around. So that's just kind of how I've been feeling lately. I'm putting myself out there, putting everything out there because even if it doesn't go the way I expect it to, you never know what kind of doors and opportunities that might open up as well as the learning experience intrinsic and any kind of adventure. So I think it's awesome. Um, I've been on this don't be afraid to fail things. So that's what I'm putting out there today. Sarah Blakely, John Kim, and hey, Thomas Edison too.
so the other day I was kind of having a rough morning and it wasn't a bad day but I needed a little bit of escape so on my lunch break I uh, just chilled I ate some Whataburger and uh, I dug into some Ali Sadiq stand-up comedy to break the mood now Ali Sadiq I'm kind of familiar with his work but uh, I really kind of got into him the other day a lot I've seen him before on YouTube clips and things like this is not happening so dude's a storyteller right and that to me that's uh, one of my two favorite styles of comedy you got your technicians like Jerry Seinfeld Jay Leno Louis CK where they have meticulously written these jokes and constructed them to to follow the structure and the rules of the world you know and and they've taken everything down to every word and this is important to land that point you know and it's a very nerdy way to look at comedy but there's a lot of those out there on the other hand you have the storytellers Dave Chappelle is a great example of this Ali Sadiq um, Big J Okerson you know they they don't they might segue with a few jokes but most of their comedy comes from a place of just telling a story and showing you what life really is like the funny things that truly can happen and I think one thing I came to notice watching Ali Sadiq is how these like master storytellers what they do is they the silence says so much more than what they're actually saying because when people have to speak in front of an audience or they they feel nervous even a one-on-one -on -one interview a lot of times what happens is they get nervous and they think they have to feel the silence and sometimes the silence needs to be there. Sometimes the silence can say so much more. And so that's what you see in like somebody like Dave Chappelle or Mike Birbiglia or even uh, Big J Okerson, Ali Sadiq. These people, they, they tell stories and they, they live in the silence. They love that moment where they can just sit there and observe the audience laugh in a moment that they have created. And, you know, a lot of people, they, they run over the silence. They try to fill it in. So I just think it's awesome. Ali Sadiq tells some awesome stories, you know, and this is a, a black man telling stories about the white people in his neighborhood, and it's so relatable, like I've been there, you know, so his storytelling's good, um, he's always funny, and I think he has a lot of uh, potential, so I'll be on the lookout for Ali Sadiq, I think in the next couple years he could become like the next great, next greatest comedian, you know. So he's definitely on my list of people to watch on their rise to the top. So I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Script Notes. Script Notes is an awesome podcast. It's hosted by John August and Craig Mazin. John August, you might know, is the writer of um, Big Fish. Craig Mazin, he's done comedies like Hangover 3 and 4 and, um, you know, the spoof movie, superhero movie, that stuff. But he also recently did Chernobyl for HBO, and that has taken off like crazy. So this week on Script Notes, Craig Mazin was by himself, and so he decided to do an episode about writing a movie. And these are some of my favorite episodes from them just because they have so much I can learn from, you know. I love to understand and learn how to craft a good story and so this episode of script notes what Craig Mazin was kind of trying to explain and get the point across of is that 
a good story don't worry about the rules of the craft worry about giving it a heart don't worry about the axe worry about the heart give your story a heart and all the all the rules will fall in place all the acts everything you can sell a good movie if it has heart you cannot sell a technical movie just because it's structured properly so that was kind of the point he was getting at you know i just wanted to throw that out there and let everybody know that 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 exists that's a great resource to learn from so check out script notes if you're interested in really writing of any type um, but they are pretty specific to feature and tv writing so Take from it what you will. I thought it was an awesome episode. Probably the best episode I listened to this week of any podcast. So I wanted to throw it out there. Okay, so Fallen World number two came out this past week. And I never talked about number one so i'll just kind of talk about fallen world as a single thing fallen world so far has been exceptionally ordinary um it's not bad but it's not great and i do have like some kind of standout issues with it for one thing i feel like the characters aren't really the characters that i know not that i'm an expert or a master of valiant but what I do know of these characters, specifically Rai, it just feels kind of weird. I think part of that is because the dialogue is not very strong. And it feels like the characters are often talking at each other rather than to each other. So, I feel like part of this might also be the art. big problem I have with the art is it's not very detailed and it doesn't feel good. For instance, they're trying to show you how powerful Father is. And the art shows that, but you never feel it. It doesn't, the art has no feeling of the weight of how powerful he would be. And so I feel like that might be part of the problem with the dialogue. Maybe the writing side of things is not gelling very well with the art. And so you get this weird thing where the dialogue and the story writing end up having to explain things that should be depicted through the art. So, either way, I also had issues with the logic in the story. There's a part where they try to fly off in a jet, but they get taken down by these pterodactyl things that they refer to as a bird attack. thought that was kind of weird. The plane crashes, but even though they just attacked it physically to bring it down, now they disappear, and the people that crashed in the plane, they're just going to camp out in the woods now because they have time. I don't know. It was kind of weird logic to me. Overall, Fallen World, I probably wouldn't try to get into it, to be honest, but because I already am reading it, I'm probably going to finish it just to see where it goes, because it's supposed to be kind of a big deal um, story arc, and that could affect the universe. The best thing is War Mother showed up at the end of the second issue, so maybe it's about to go in a different kind of direction. Okay, so things coming up this following week that I'm interested in are really just three comic books. So Wednesday, June the 12th, we're going to get The Empty Man number 8. That's written by Colin Bond. I love this story. It has the same vibes as HBO's The Leftovers. 
so that's super interesting i've really enjoyed the series so far excited to see what's going to happen next outer darkness number seven comes from image and this is a book that so far it's been star trek off the walls it's craziness it's madness all the characters are despicable but in a likable way it's really weird it's out there um the ships that they fly have engines that are like ancient egyptian gods trapped <laughs> inside the engine and there that's the fuel that's the power that's what makes it all go they call it god engines the whole series is just bonkers if you like that kind of stuff i would get into it it's pretty awesome and finally the life and death of toyo harada number four i'm gonna be honest i've only read the first one so far so i do need to read two and three to get caught back up but hopefully i can make that happen this week the first one though i really like the story i really like the writing it was a very slick book awesome artwork and really interesting story because the story as i understand it number three actually results in toyo harada's death and it's a six-part series i believe so it really is going to be the life and the death of Toyo Harada. So I think that's really interesting and I'm excited to read and see where it goes from here. Okay, and finally I just want to plug a few things. One thing that I've been talking about, Graveyard Slaughter. It looks to be an awesome anthology book. It is on Kickstarter. It, one of the writers on the project is Colin Bunn. It's supposed to be a horror anthology that's a throwback to like 80s and 90s like B-flick VHS tapes that you would pick up at like a crappy movie rental place in your small town. So anyway, it sounds really interesting. It's on Kickstarter. Look it up. It's already been funded. But every dollar goes toward unlocking stretch goals. So that's more really unique free things for those of us that do that did help fund it. So that'd be awesome. Everybody get in now and we can get a lot of free cool things. So yeah, I also want to shout out to Power Mashup. It's a uh, Instagram page, P-O-W-E-R-M-A-S-H-U-P. Um, they're doing a giveaway right now. Last week I won a pin that is um, Super Saiyan Gohan as the White Ranger. He also just recently released um, Future Trunks as the Red Ranger, Vegeta as the Green Ranger, Goku as the Gold Ranger, and Master Roshi as Zordon. And there's a giveaway on his page. So go on Instagram, look up Power Mashup, go through his posts, and the most one of the most recent ones will be about a giveaway. Giveaway. Like the post, comment, or, or tag in two of your friends, and then you'll be entered in the drawing. Maybe you can win two. And I think on this one, you get a choice. I didn't get a choice, even though I probably would have taken that one anyway. But you get a choice on which one you get. So check out his stuff. It looks awesome. Power Mashup on Instagram. And then that's pretty much it for this week. It's been a blast. I got a lot of uh, response and um, comments and feedback from the community on episode one. So look for me on social media. Like, follow, share, whatever you can do to help me get out there and let people know where to find me. Um, you can look for me on Podbean. Uh, should be on iTunes pretty soon, so you'll be able to find me everywhere. And uh, you can find me at 
N-U-E-X-G-U-Y dot podbean.com or in your podcast uh, app you can just search for new guy N-U-E-X-G-U-Y other than that I think I'm out of here um, find me on social media and let's have that discussion